Welcome back, dear friends, to your daily dose of ancient wisdom. Today, we continue our reading of Srimad Bhagavata Mahapurana, Book 3, Discourse 7, Vidura's Questions. Sri Sukha continued, When Maitreya spoke thus, the enlightened Vidura, son of Dvaipayana or Vedavyasa, further asked him as follows, delighting him by his speech as it were. Vidura asked, O holy sage, how can the Lord, who is pure consciousness, immutable and unqualified or absolute, come to be associated with attributes and activity even in sport? It is the hankering for pleasure and the desire to play with another child or plaything that impels a child to betake itself to play. But how can the Lord, who is satisfied in himself and is never one without a second, take to play? It was through his own maya, consisting of three gunas, sattva, rajas and tamas, that the Lord created the universe. Nay, is it through the same maya that he sustains it? and shall finally withdraw it? How can he, whose knowledge, which is his very nature, is never obscured by space, time, or circumstance, either by itself or through any other external cause, be associated with Maya? It is the Lord alone who is present in all bodies as the enjoyer. How can there be any ill luck for him and how can he suffer any agony due to karmas? My mind, O oh sage, is much distracted, stuck as it is in this morse of ignorance. Remove, my lord, this great confusion of my mind. Sri Sukha went on. Interrupted thus by Vidura, who was keen to know the truth, the sage who was free from all conceit replied as though smiling at him, his mind fixated on lord. Maitreya said, That the spirit who is the ruler of Prakriti and ever free should feel miserable and fall into bondage is against all logic. Yet such is Lord's Maya or deluding potency. It is because of this Maya that Jiva appears to be bound, which is something contrary to its own nature, even though such bondage does not exist in reality, just as a man sees himself beheaded in a dream even though in reality his head has not been severed. Again, just as trembling and other characteristics which are attributable to water alone are seen in the moon as reflected in the water, though really non-existent therein. So the attributes, birth of the body, which is not the soul, appear in the soul that has been identified itself with the body. That false identification gradually disappears through the practice of devotion to the Lord, which is possible only by the grace of Lord Vasudeva or Sri Krishna, which in its turn is secured by discharging one's duties in a disinterested spirit in, it, in this world. When the senses have withdrawn from their objects and get exclusively devoted to Srihari, the Supreme Spirit and the Seer, all the distractions of the soul in the shape of attachment and aversions vanish as in case of a man buried in deep sleep. 
All one's afflictions are got rid of by uttering and hearing the praises of Sri Krishna, the slayer of the demon Mura. What wonder then such a result should be brought about by fondness developed in one's heart for worshipping the dust of his lotus feet. Vidura said, My doubts have been eradicated by the sword of your reasoned exposition, my lord. My mind has now clearly grasped both the points, the Lord's freedom and the jiva's dependence. You have rightly observed, O sage, that the bondage of the jiva is attribute to Sri Hari's own maya or deluding potency. Such bondage is only apparent without any reality or foundation, for the universe itself has no foundation except the Lord's maya. He who is the most ignorant and he who has realized God, who is beyond the reach of the mind, both these lead a carefree life in this world, while he who stands between the two is full of doubt, lives in a misery. Having concluded that the material world, through appearing to exist, is not real, I shall now, by the service of your feet, get rid even of that false appearance or mental illusion. Through the service of these feet can be had the feast of intense devotion to the feet of the immutable Lord, the slayer of the demon Madhu, devotion that puts an end to the agony of birth and death. The service of Lord's devotees who are living approaches to Lord's Vishnu or his divine realm and in whose company are ever sung the praises of Lord Janardhana, lit he who is invoked by his devotees, who is adorned even by gods, cannot be easily secured by men of little penance. You have just told me that at the dawn of the creation, the Almighty Lord brought forth in their order of sequence the Mahatattva and other categories along with their evolutes and having evolved the cosmic body out of these categories eventually entered the same. It is that cosmic being whom the Vedas call the most ancient person who is endowed with thousands of feet, thighs and arms and in whom all these different worlds abide with ample space about them. Nay, it is that cosmic being as you declare that the ten vital airs, each of which again manifests itself into three forms, namely vigor, willpower and bodily strength, abide along with the Indriyas and their objects as well as the deities presiding over them. And from that same being have emanated the four classes of the society. Pray speak to me now about the glorious manifestations, Brahma and others of that cosmic being, from whom were evolved along with their sons and grandsons, great-grandsons and kinsmen, living beings of various forms and shape, who filled this universe. Who are the Prajapatis or lords of created beings that were evolved by Brahma, the lord of Prajapatis? Again, what are the main categories of being that he created and what are their subdivisions? And in what order did he evolve the 14 Manus or Swayambhu and others that preside over one full Manantara? Pray, also let me know their lines of descent and narrate the doings of their descendants and further describe, O Maitreya, son of Mitra, the relative 
position and dimensions of the spheres that are located above and below the earth as well as of the terrestrial region and the detailed process of creation of the beasts, human beings and gods, reptiles and birds, in short, of all living beings, viparous, oviparous, those born of sweat and those sprouting from the soul such as trees and plants. Also kindly recount at length the glorious exploits connected with the creation, preservation and dissolution of the universe of the Lord who is abode of Sri, the goddess of beauty and prosperity, who bodied himself forth as Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva, his manifestations with reference to a particular guna or more of Prakriti. O Lord, further tell me the grouping of society into so many varnas, grades or classes, and ashramas or stages of life on the basis of outward marks, conduct and temperament, the birth and doings of rishis and divisions of the Vedas, the extensive details of sacrifice, the path of yoga, disinterested action, the path of renunciation, the path of knowledge or discrimination between matter and spirit, the Vaishnava cult, taught by the Lord to sage Narada, the heterogeneity caused by the dissemination of a heteric doctrines, the descent of race through a mother belonging to higher caste than the father, and the nature and vanity of destinies reached by men after their death according to their gunas and karmas or doings. Also tell me, O Brahmana, the means conducive severally to religious merit worldly riches, sensuous enjoyments, and final beatitude without prejudice to one another, the method, one by one, of agriculture, trade, as well as of administration of justice and study of the Vedas, the method of performing shraddha, a ceremony in honor for the benefit of dead relatives, and even so the evolution of pitras or the mains, and likewise the relative position of the planets, lunar mansions, and other stars among the heavenly bodies as determining the divisions of time. What is the reward of the charitable gifts, austere penance, sacrificial acts, and works of public utility, such as digging of the wells and tanks, the construction of roads and temples, the cultivation of gardens, etc.? What are the duties of one living abroad as well as of a man in adverse circumstances? O oh, Tell me also, sinless Maitreya, the means by which Lord Sri Krishna, who is invoked by his devotees, the source of pity, can be propitiated, and by what types of men are able to win his pleasure. Teachers who are kind to the meek, O chief of Brahmanas, tell their devotee pupils and sons even what they may not have asked. In how many ways, O worshipful sage, do these elements of earth return to their source of primordial matter, and who wait on him even during a pralaya and get merged in him while he is in yoga nidra? What is the true nature of the jiva or the embodied soul and the essential character of the supreme? What is the wisdom taught by Upanishads, and what again is the use of a teacher has for his pupil and vice versa? Then what are the means suggested by the wise, O sinless one, for attaining that wisdom? 
for neither spiritual enlightenment nor devotion nor dissipation can be had by itself therefore being friendly disposed towards me kindly answer these questions of mine that i have asked with intent to acquaint myself with the exploits of shri hari ignorant as i am and blinded by maya the study of all the vedas sacrificial acts and austere penance and charitable gifts o holy one cannot equal even a fraction of the merit that one acquires by rendering a jiva or an embodied soul immune from the fear of birth and death through the instruction in truth about the god sri sukha continued when vidura the foremost of gurus asked maitreya the chief of the sages the questions bearing on the theme of the puranas the latter was immensely delighted on being urged to narrate the stories of the lord and smilingly spoke as follows thus ends the seventh discourse in book 3 of the great and glorious bhagavata purana otherwise known as paramahamsa samhita thank you